1: Flat out Outfano, you're with Laddie H, host of Flat Out Pride on your Free FM DAM. If you're a Waikato local with an idea for your own show, Free FM would love to hear from you. Check out our website, freefm.org.nz, or find Free FM on Facebook and get in touch.
0: There is nothing wrong with your radio. Do not attempt to adjust the frequency. We are controlling transmission. You are about to experience the awe and mystery which reaches from the inner mind to the outer Limit
2: Frequency. Good evening my name is Sam. My name is Ricardo. This is the Outer Limit Frequency.
0: So it turns out that both Sam and I are fairly enamored with female singer-songwriters from Scandinavia. Don't judge us, it's just what we're into. And so naturally we want to spend an episode covering this topic as we are wont to do. Things became awkward, however, when we realized that I'd been talking about Björk from Iceland the whole time, and he had been talking about Ivor from the Faroe Islands. Well, there's only one thing for it, mate. A good old-fashioned versus episode. Our songbirds of choice will compete head-to-head across five categories to see if we can determine if there is a winner between the two. But if history is anything to go by, chances are we'll reach the end of the show with nothing more than a greater appreciation of each other's candidates and an entertaining episode for you all. And we are going to begin tonight with Category 1 by looking at their debut albums. Sam, take it away.
2: So as I'm in defense of Ivor, the rather magical songstress from the Faroe Islands, this hurts, but... Right from the start here, I'll admit to being at a disadvantage in a few categories, largely because I'm honestly not a huge fan of the debut album. The appropriately titled Ivor Palsdotto, an album of Faroese ballads, songs based on text by Faroese writers, and some fairly weak songs written by Ivor herself, At this point, she was nowhere near her strongest. It wasn't until her third solo album, as there was also an EP with her band Click Haze, Kraken, that things really picked up. But hey, not like I can cheat or anything. So, from her debut album, this is Asta (laughs) Stunned.
1: Jeg står släkt och tjuftar till, som du i min dömen? Och du är bestämd att veta, vi hittar oss där stund.
0: Björk daughter holds the unusual distinction of actually having several debut albums to her name, dating all the way back to 1977, if you can believe that. However, for the purpose of this episode, I'll just be looking at her 1993 album entitled Debut. Thanks for making things easier on me. Despite this technically being her third solo album, Debut was her first since the dissolution of the Sugar Cubes and the first to use her assumed stage name of just Björk, and it took the critics quite by surprise. The album was the byproduct of an adventurous spirit and an artistic voice deconstructing pop music, only to rebuild it in her own image. Her own weird image. Personally, I feel as though debut wasn't much more than a jumping off point for future ideas. A feeling I share with the creator, apparently, but over time has become recognized as one of the best 90s albums of all time. And it gets that reputation off the back of singles like Human Behaviour.
2: Category 2 brings us to Best Vocal Performance. There are so many songs that I could have picked here for a standout vocal performance. Troll Abundant instantly comes to mind, or anything from her most recent album, Sail. Hell, the majority of her music from Krakan onward would easily be talked about here, as she is a hell of a singer. So we're going to go with her performance of the song Slaw, specifically the version from the album At the Heart of a Selkie. The album recorded with the Danish Radio Big Band and the Danish National Vocal Assembly. I do not think this is her absolute best vocal work, but it's still pretty incredible.
1: May I stand that Oh, man
0: Vespertine is hardly Björk's best-known or liked album. It's the weird middle child of her career that sits neatly between her lauded first few albums and the extreme experimentations of the work that followed it, but it does contain possibly her all-time best vocal performance in its second single, Pagan Poetry. Watching the video for the song on late-night music TV circa 2001 legitimately haunted me. Björk's soul-wrenching vocals were accompanied by the unsettling imagery of rows of pearls sewn into people's skin, and the even more unsettling moments of highly stylized physical intimacy. If only I'd known 20 years ago that this was actually on the tamer end of the scale for her, it might have tempered my discomfort. Fortunately, the vocal performance around which pagan poetry revolves has lost none of its vitality, nor its raw beauty.
1: I love him, I love him she loves loves this time I'm gonna keep it to myself.
2: Category 3 brings us Best Mainstream Moment. Ivor hasn't really done mainstream. I'd say this is mostly because to be truly mainstream, you usually need to be doing your thing in English. She's popular in the Scandinavian parts of the world, sure, but I wouldn't ever call her mainstream. There's also something both artsy and experimental, yet unapologetically traditional about her music, which just doesn't grab the attention of the masses. Her 2020 album Sile, however, is either a fantastic one-off or an interesting new direction for Ivor as not only are the songs in English, not the first time she's done this part, but are also structured in a much more accessible way. Still kind of artsy, but much more in line with the kind of arthouse pop that the rest of the world listens to. Let It Come is a fantastic example of this, and I guess only time will tell if this is a new, more mainstream approach.
1: in me
0: song it's oh so quiet was originally written by Austrian composer Hans Lang in 1948 and then made famous in 51 by American singer Betty Hutton but i think it's safe to say that's not the reason why most people are familiar with the tune and it's definitely not the reason i'm bringing it up now because in 1995 Björk covered the song for her second album Post and her rendition was quite the shock to the senses the ears, mostly. Smack bang in the middle of her soft, arty trip-hop requiems, Björk busts out this dramatic big-band powerhouse of a number. The song became a staple on music TV in the 90s, thanks to the over-the-top Broadway-style music video from Spike Jones. The fact that anything quite this strange was allowed anywhere near the mainstream has led me to nominate this as Björk's best and most head-scratching mainstream moment. And to this day, it's oh-so-quiet is still her highest internationally charted song. Go figure.
1: You crush your heart and hope to die (laughs) Till it's over Starts another big riot
2: Category 4 is Best Live Album. The first music I heard by Ivor was, in fact, one of her live performances. Actually, it's this live performance that we're about to play. It comes across as proof of how great a vocalist she is, being that she sounds possibly even better here than she does on any studio albums. This is also the song that I would say is her absolute best vocal performance, and if we were doing a category on just straight-up best song, it'd be that too. Troll Abundant seems the easy choice to anyone who is a fan of her music, but sometimes the easy choice is the best choice. So this is Troll Abundant from Live at Torshan.
0: She has quite a few live albums to her name, which makes picking one a bit difficult. Or so I thought until I re-listened to Voltaic, and my decision became significantly easier very quickly. Recorded during a US tour of the Volta album in 2007, Voltaic is an excellent representation of her formidable live performances during this era. I saw her live a few years after this, so I can definitely attest to this personally. And the focus on tracks from Volta is most welcome, as it is actually my favourite album of hers. And it's one whose tracks tend to get passed over for newer tunes on these later releases. Just listen to this rendition of Volta's single and underappreciated banger, Earth Intruders. And tell me it doesn't just sound phenomenal, and don't you wish you were right there when it was recorded? I do.
1: The sharpshooters of parachuters necessary.
0: Coming in at very little surprise, Category 5 is Most Audacious Concept.
2: For an audacious moment or something just a little bit out there, I'm kind of lost. Not because there's nothing to choose, but instead because most of her music would probably qualify. From her retellings of Faroese folk ballads, to her score performance for the TV show The Last Kingdom, to her work on the God of War soundtrack, there are a fair few choices. But instead, I'm going with her kind of dual album with another Icelandic singer, Raga Grondal, and accompanied by the Iceland Symphony Orchestra. Instead of being the stripped-back style that we usually get from Ivor, it's, as you'd probably be expecting, an orchestral and rather epic album. Is it audacious? I don't know, but it's pretty out there. So this is Frostraseer.
0: Bjork dreams big, she goes big with a capital B. Her 2011 record Biophilia was an ambitious undertaking just by itself. Focused around the beauty, metamorphosis and peril of the natural world, Biophilia was recorded over the course of four years and featured nearly 100 musicians, making it her biggest album to date in practically every way possible. But that's not all. Biophilia was also billed as the world's first app album, meaning that it was paired with a so-called mother app that oversaw an individual app corresponding to each track. These allow you to play along with each of the 10 songs, as well as granting the user access to karaoke versions for you sadists out there, and an introduction from none other than Sir David Attenborough. In recognition of just how bonkers and groundbreaking this project really was, in 2014, the New York Museum of Modern Art made Biophilia the first app to become a permanent part of their collection. This album practically redefined the term multimedia in such a way that nobody has managed to outdo it in the 10 years since it was released. And one of the standout tracks from that album is Mutual Core. (laughs)
1: I'm <laughs> the <Under> stagnation. Oh. <laughs>
2: okay so you know what i'm not letting this go i've got one more track seeing as the debut album was not my favorite thing ever i'm calling a do-over and saying that kraken her third album was her first cool i'll allow it (laughs) wonderful so here's the title track
0: Thank you once again for tuning into The Outer Limit Frequency, and we guarantee you that if you jump onto Spotify and type in The Outer Limit Frequency, there will be dozens of episodes that will tickle your fancy just the right way.
2: And seeing as you're coming back next week, and we won't be pronouncing things anywhere near as horribly as we were this time, um, be sure to listen to us do our take on environmentalism and music with the feature artist, Gorgera. I think I pronounced that properly. I hope so, and we'll see you then. See you then.